0: Treasury bonds have flipped red here this morning, but stocks are still higher, riding the wave from last week's optimism on earnings, but mostly a story from the Wall Street Journal by Nick T. that the Fed is starting to think about maybe slowing down its course. Let's bring in Jim Bianco, president at Bianco Research. Jim, great to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so what do you think? Are we going to fall for the same? narrative falsehood for like the fourth or fifth time this year? Or is this time the real deal? Are we going to hear a different tone from the Fed?
1: Well, you're right. I mean, we went from transitory to pause to pivot. And now the new lexicon word is stepping down from 75 basis points, which is a virtual certainty in November, potentially 50 basis points in December. So this is also getting legs because, as you pointed out, it was written by Nick Timmeros in the Wall Street Journal, the Fed whisperer. So if anybody else wrote this, it probably wouldn't gotten any attention like it did because Timmeros wrote it. The reason it's getting legs, I believe, is because this is what the market has always wanted. It has had a hard time understanding where this inflation is coming from, why it's going to be persistent, and why the Fed has been so aggressive. It thinks, This inflation is a one-time event because of the reopening of the economy that will dissipate and go away. So you don't need to be raising 75 basis points at every meeting. So you're you're feeding the beast is what you're doing. Now, will will it disappoint again? I'll point out that the Fed is in its blackout period. There will be no Fed speeches this week and until next Wednesday's presser. The next person to talk will be Jay Powell a week from Wednesday. He will tell us whether or not this is going to be the case. Is 50 or 75 that important? It's more about the signaling than anything else. I heard you earlier say, Fed can't raise rates forever. We all knew that, (laughs) but it's being taken as a signal that the Fed may be thinking that they've overdone it and that they're very close to ending. And then if they've overdone it, the next thing we could start talking about is when they stop and then we could talk about when they're gonna cut.
0: So it's more about the signaling than the actual action itself. Boy, Jim, uh, what type of reputational risk do they run in changing their tone meaningfully when it seems like they haven't accomplished anything in the data other than crushing the stock market? <laughs> Inflation's still going up. Uh, we've got employment data beating expectations. Like, If they change their tone now, then I mean, are there any real mandates? Yeah, I completely agree with you. And that's why I have a hard time believing that this is gonna be the case.
1: Core inflation just made a new year-over-year high in September. So yeah, there's evidence that inflation's slowing down, not by the official statistic. The economy after two negative quarters is gonna report third quarter GDP this week. It's gonna be positive, maybe positive two and a half-ish percent or so. And now they're going to slow down? Uh, It's, you're right, I think that that is going to be a problem if they try to do that. To explain what it is that they're that's causing them to slow down, or worse, the market might interpret it as that old, uh, you know, chestnut. What does the Fed know that we don't know? Mm-hmm. That there must be some kind of deep financial problem somewhere to get them to kind of downshift. So I think if they are going to do this step down, there better be a really good, incredible explanation for why they're going to do it now that we've got a new high in inflation and now that the economy is rebounding and that we're still printing 300,000 jobs, when they raised rates hundreds of basis points through a much weaker economy earlier this year without any wavering as to what they were going
0: to do. It's such an interesting situation that our economy actually has strengthened somewhat by some of the data. What do you make of that, Jim? Is there a potential here that some of the kind of real deterioration and the figures are potentially past. I mean, did we get through a hurdle? The yield curve hasn't gotten any flatter since like June?
1: Yeah, um, I think as far as the economy goes, remember that when we talk about a recession, we're talking about real. And what that means is after inflation. So to use the second quarter as an example, the economy grew at 7.8%. That is a very strong number but inflation was 8.7, so you had real growth of minus 0.9 tenths, meaning you grew less than the inflation rate. So a lot of what we're seeing in the economic strength is nominal growth, inflation is embedded into it. Now it's possible that that nominal growth might start to exceed the inflation rate. Look, this is never, the whole story of 22 has never been about problems with the economy other than, well, big one, in inflation. It's been about the financial markets. It's been about the dive in the bond market and about the dive in the stock market and the stresses that that's been putting on investors and companies and portfolio strategy. And that's really where the focus has been so far this year. So if the Fed believes they need a slower economy in order to bring down inflation, they're not really getting it so far, which is why this is such a curious idea that we're going to yet another iteration
0: of this, the Fed must back off. We're going from pivot to step down. Mm. What do you think, Jim? Uh, is it uh, potential? as uh, the potential for a real pause uh, tweaked high enough to change anything for investors or traders? <laughs> Does it warrant any? Let's say if you've been short bonds, short stocks, do you need to hedge a little bit just uh, for the potential? of some surprise here or do you think that generally we should stick with the trends that have been in place
1: well at least for this week it'll probably continue to work because there will like i said there's a fed blackout there will be no communication there will be no communication to suggest one way or another what they're going to do after the november meeting we'll just have to wait for chairman powell's speech a week from wednesday and then when we go into that speech that will essentially be the question that we'll want to know what are you going to do at the next meeting are you still thinking the same about inflation or are you thinking something else remember the fed fund futures is suggesting that the terminal rate that's where the fed's going to stop is around 475 to 5 percent if the fed hikes 75 basis points at the december meeting they'll be at four and a half to four and three quarters so they'll almost be there the whole idea the market thought was the Fed was gonna front load this stuff. They were gonna get to that terminal rate as fast as they can and then pause. But going 50 suggests that they're gonna slow this down. For what reason? That they're worried about something. That's what really the concern is. So yeah, I think that this week, investors should be prepared that if the market shows some hopium on this idea that we're gonna get a, a step down, There's
0: gonna be no pushback on that, at least this week. It will come next week at the press conference. Hey, Jim, do you think that um, uh, in the meantime, kind of a side discussion, but the last uh, few weeks, we've also been balancing some of these uh, black swan style potential since the bond market in the UK really was on fire. We've had a discussion a couple weeks back about these concerns that there was gonna be real systemic uh, shock there might have uh, been some concern by some that a big bank, Credit Suisse, was gonna blow up, that we were gonna have a whole different kind of uh, set of problems stemming from that location. Are we moving past that? Did we sweep it under the rug? Should we still be uh, potentially worried that something like that could happen here? What do you think we learned?
1: Yeah, first of all, let's remember now that the bond market is too big, too opaque, and too complicated for anybody to know where the next problem is gonna be. So no one knew that, you know, looking at, the the, surveying the situation in the bond market in late September, oh, that the British liability-driven investing scheme was a pension scheme was gonna be the next thing to cause us a problem. But that said, when you look at the record losses in the bond market, if you look at the move index, the Merrill Option Volatility Index, the VIX of the bond market, it's at one of its highest readings ever right now if you look at measures of liquidity in the bond market they are terrible they're back to great financial crisis of 2008 2009 type levels and you put all that together it is very reasonable to assume that there are a lot of people in the fixed income market that are in a bad place are they in such a bad place that they're about ready to go over the side well that remains to be seen But it is a reasonable thing to think that there is problems in the bond market that haven't quite bubbled up yet. Now, maybe we skirt those problems. Maybe we do see a peak in yields and we see uh, a decent bond rally to take the heat off of them like we did in June, or maybe not. But I do think it is reasonable to say there is a lot of pain in this bond market right now. And that uh, the question is how much more can it take to use the old phrase, before more dead bodies start to float to the surface, but do not think that there's no problems out there right now, given the losses and the volatility and the the terrible
0: liquidity. Okay, great stuff, Uh, Jim, thanks for the thoughts. Uh, Nice way to start the week for us, getting all the big subjects uh, on our mind with the calendar on the Fed too, very helpful for us, thanks, Jim. Thank you. You got it, Jim Bianco, president at Bianco Research. Not quite buying the pause, step down. We'll see what Powell says next week.